the Gizmo's Corner yet again. Latest episode of 10 Items or Less. Now, before we get into the 10 properties that Gizmo here has checked out, I wanted to go over a little bit of news that's been dropping over the past month that we really haven't gotten to talk about on here. First thing most recently, a Vanilla Ice biopic is going to be coming out starring Dave Franco. Uh, not really too thrilled about that. Never really liked Vanilla Ice. I don't know who did. Dave Franco. He's okay. Tetris. There's been talk of a Tetris movie that is going to be made. Uh, they've been talking about this for a while, and everyone kept saying, how are you going to make a movie based on the video game Tetris? Like, Imagine sitting there in the theater and having people screaming at the screen. <laughs> no, no, turn the block sideways. Turn the block. How are you going to waste the straight brick on that? What the fuck are you doing? Like, Just think about that, all right? Uh, so this movie actually isn't going to be revolving around the game itself the way we were thinking it was going to be. Um, this movie is actually going to be a biopic revolving around the making of the game Tetris. So it's going to be about the people behind the creation and all the controversy that went on behind the scenes. Um, that really intrigues me a lot. I'm looking forward to what comes out of that because that's something we haven't really seen from a video game property. Usually it's take the property and turn the story into a movie. This, we're actually getting a behind-the-scenes look at it. They did something similar. Um, you can look at movies like Facebook or uh, you know, the McDonald's movie, The Founder with Michael Keaton. Uh, done it quite a few times, so I'm intrigued to see where that goes. Most recently also, Disney Plus decided, well, Disney decided they were going to be releasing Mulan, the live-action movie onto Disney Plus and they were going to be doing micro charges where you would pay if you're already a member subscribing for it's like I think it's like 6.99 a month or something like that I, I'm not subscribing to it anymore they're going to be doing micro charges now for these movies that they're releasing so with Mulan it's going to be 29.99 if you want to rent and I guess own the movie after the fact uh, so for $30 essentially you would be getting access to Mulan and you'd be able to watch it over and over if you wanted to. Something like this, there's a good thing. If you're going to be watching this in a big group and your group wants to like pitch in like however many dollars a piece to watch this movie, you know, it would be cheaper as opposed to going to the movie theater. But the one big thing that bothers me about this, I, I, I actually think this is kind of shitty of Disney to do this. I mean, you're you're already paying the subscription fee, which, all right, $6.99, but then you're going to drop another $30 for one movie. So in the long run for that month, you've now spent just shy of $40 for one movie. Is all the other content that you're now subscribed to even worth it at that point? You know, all the old cartoons, all the old uh, kids shows, TV shows, what have you, all the movies, D Disney original movies. Like, I, I got rid of the service because I finished The Mandalorian season one and there was, I watched like a couple of the Marvel movies and then I got rid of it because there was nothing else on there for me. I, I had it for... However, what, maybe two and a half months? Releasing Mulan this way and charging your subscribers, I think is kind of dirty. Uh, if you do have Disney Plus and you're thinking about ordering or purchasing Mulan, I implore you not to because this is a test run, essentially. So if they see that they can put a movie onto their platform and charge $30, anywhere up to $30 or maybe even more, if they see that as being successful and they make money a lot of money off of this, they're going to continue to do that with movies in the future. And I, I don't think that's fair to us as the buyers of the product. I don't think we should be 
put into the situation where it's like, well, I really want to see this. Like I, I personally, I was looking forward to the Mulan live action movie. That's like one of the only live action Disney remakes I've been looking forward to. And I was looking forward to seeing it in theater. I get it. Theaters aren't open. And I've even said it before. I'm probably not going to the theaters for a while, even after, you know, they open up. So yeah, long, long story short, if you're in the thought process of do I or don't I, I, I implore you not to. It's just going to lead to more of our pockets being drained in the long run. So if we don't buy it, they won't continue this process, if that makes any sense. Sticking with Disney, we've got some Marvel stuff. Uh, Spider-Man 3 is still being looked at to be released next year in 2021. The movie has been pushed back uh, quite a little bit. Instead of it being a summer release, it is now going to be released in December. Uh, This is speculating a lot of people thinking, oh my God, is this going to be the first holiday movie that we're going to get in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? You know, is this going to be... Spider-Man Home for the Holidays, is that going to be the title? Uh, There's been a lot of speculation around that and rumors going on. It's kind of intriguing. I'd be interested in seeing that. But as far as Spider-Man, that's all I got. Still comic book related. Uh, Pete Davidson is in the Suicide Squad. I'm, I'm, how did I miss that? Uh, I, I, I personally love Pete Davidson. Uh, He's just a character that, or he's a person that, I I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm really drawn to Pete Davidson. Like, he's not, he's, he's just like, He's, he's that guy like I don't know what it is about him but I just saw a still of him uh from one of the screenshots from being a one of the characters in Suicide Squad and I'm so intrigued by what it is that he's going to be doing in, in that movie and seeing him in a blockbuster comic book movie I'm just really intrigued by that uh that's all I got for that and a little bit more DC uh Ryan Reynolds there's rumor about him possibly showing up in the Snyder Cut as the Green Lantern apparently there's some stock footage of him that was never used in the original movie that the rumor is that we'll be seeing Ryan Reynolds again in the green and black spandex or CGI spandex, I guess I should say. Um, who knows how true that is? There's a lot. Of, there's been a lot of talk about Green Lantern popping up in here. Uh, we already saw one Green Lantern in the original Justice League movie, so maybe we'll see it in the extended Snyder Cut. Uh, some horror news: uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is getting a reboot uh, to where we're going to be getting a, a Leatherface that's in his 60s. I'm not 100% sure uh, what to think of that. I guess the Michael Myers being in his 50s and 60s really got their juices flowing. And they're like, hey, let's do the same thing with Leatherface. Uh, whatever, I'm not the biggest Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. I do love the remake. Texas Chainsaw was pretty good. Uh, Leatherface, not so much. I think that was kind of a downfall of the the series. And I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm not the biggest TCM fan. Uh, more horror news, we do have the another Android doll movie entitled Megan with uh, the number three in replace of an E. It's clever. This was announced, I think, back in 2018, I remember hearing about this. This is from Bloomhouse and James Wan. And this is very similar. It's, uh, it's about a doll that's got a lot of AI built into it and a little girl is given the doll and the doll becomes very protective of the little girl and I guess uh, you know shit happens people die (laughs) I mean what else are you gonna get from a killer doll movie and uh, so when this came out or when this was announced in 2018 it was announced at the same time the Child's Play 2019 reboot was announced Uh, my thought of why there hasn't been more news around this is because 
Orion Pictures, who own the rights to Child's Play, they rushed to put Child's Play 2019 out, um, which Blumhouse did, uh, or Blumhouse did a very smart thing and said, hey, let's hold off on Megan, because uh, they're putting this other fucking doll movie out that's already got a name for itself. Uh, so let's hold off and wait for that fire to die down, and then we'll pop it out. Really smart idea. Uh, there, there's several times where we've seen movies that come out at the same time. One example, a, a Bug's Life and Ants. They both came out within the same year. One did better than the other because how many times do you want to go to the theater to see a movie about ants? Um, it, it makes sense. I, I wouldn't go see a movie about two dolls in one year, especially if one has a bigger name over the other. I, I probably would have seen Megan over Child's Play. Honestly, uh, final news on horror scream five. It is definitely coming. It's already being casted. David Arquette is back. And most recently is Courtney Cox is returning as Gail Weathers. Uh, that's huge that two of the three are back. There's still no word on if Nev Campbell is returning or not. Uh, a lot of other people are being cast for this movie. Brand new characters. Um, I mean, I, I love the Scream franchise. Uh, Scream is my favorite movie of all time. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Scream 5. There is talks that it's not going to be called Scream 5, which I'm in, interested or intrigued by. Uh, a working title I think people are rumoring is it's going to be called Back to Woodsboro which is where the previous movie took place. I'm intrigued. Like I said, I love the franchise. The fourth one didn't hit me quite as much as uh, the others did. Uh, actually, in release, I would say the best being one, then two, then three, then four. Like, it goes in that order. Maybe five. I'm hoping it'll be better. We'll see what happens, though. Other than that, that is all news and whatnot that I have right now. So let's jump into the ten items. All right. Burn through these bad boys pretty quickly here. Um... All right, first thing up, I uh, started watching the show Devs. I heard a lot of things, I heard a lot of good things about this show, actually. Everyone kept saying it was really good. Go check it out. It's from Alex Garland, who did Annihilation and Ex Machina. Ex Machina, I adored that movie. I thought it was very well done. And Annihilation, I didn't care for so much. I love the artistic and visualization of that movie. I thought I, I saw stuff in that movie that I've never seen before, which is why I appreciate Annihilation so much. As far as a storytelling aspect, eh, it's okay. But so I got intrigued. I checked out Devs. It stars Nick Offerman, and he's he's really good in this this show. Uh, I enjoyed him a lot uh, from what I watched. I only got through three episodes. I have a rule when I watch a TV show: if you don't hook me within the first three episodes, I'm done with you. And unfortunately, that's what happened with Devs. I had a hard time really getting into this movie i'm sure it goes somewhere amazing uh because it is again it's alex garland so i, I imagine the story went somewhere uh, i just didn't want to stay on board for it for one uh story was confusing plot points were kind of silly the characters were really annoying uh the one girl in it was just I, I couldn't stand watching her. Anytime she came on screen, I, I just wanted to rip my eyeballs out. I, I gave up on the show. If you liked it, I, I'm glad you did. If you finished it and you're like, oh, this is one of the greatest shows, like that that's fantastic. I couldn't get through. Uh, I, I couldn't see myself starting episode four after the end of episode three. Uh, the Netflix original movie, The Old Guard. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into this. I uh, just wanted to say I did watch it. Me and Perry do have an episode of Out of the Panels coming up soon where we are going to be discussing this in detail. Uh, I did watch it. And tune in 
to that episode of Out of the Panels if you want to know what we thought on it. Uh, this is an old show I just started watching, and I, I just had to talk about this. I watched the first season of Lego Masters. It's a reality show about uh, people that build you know, unique sceneries or objects with Legos, and like they're put to a challenge to build a certain thing in a certain amount of time. I, I really enjoyed this. Like if you were, a fi- if you grew up with Legos, like I did, um, or enjoy the thought and creativity of Legos, uh, this is, it was really awesome seeing the stuff that they were able to create on this show. I, again, yeah, I'm not big on reality TV, but the, uh, when it's stuff like that, when it's creative, I really enjoy those. Uh, it, it's cool. I would say, check it out. Uh, okay, the next movie is a Hulu original. It is called Palm Springs. And that's starring Andy Samberg. Uh, oh, man, what's her name? The girl from How I Met Your Mother, uh, Kristen Mielodi, something like that. And my man, J.K. Simmons. This movie was fucking phenomenal. If you have not watched this movie yet, go check it out. It is one of those... Uh, not not time travel movies, but it's like one of those Groundhog Day, Happy Death Day scenarios where they keep living the same day over and over again. They just keep experiencing different things, just like all those other movies, except this one. It's, it's so not that it's unique because it does the same thing, but it's a different way of telling the story. And instead of it being one person, it it's two plus people that are living the same day over and over again. And it's a cute little love story. Again, I highly recommend it. J.K. Simmons is fucking hysterical in this movie. Go check out Palm Springs. I highly recommend that one. Uh, Another movie I watched, this is an older one, but I just watched it for the first time. I never heard about it, actually. Talking about Pete Davidson earlier. This one's called Big Time Adolescence. Uh, I've never seen this. And I'm kind of sad I've never seen this because this this movie is... uh, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. It gives you like a little, I I guess you could call this like a coming of age movie about Pete Davidson, who plays this guy who was dating the sister, the older sister of like our main, our other main character, which is the kid from American Vandal. He's one of the kids. The two of them are like good buddies now. Like the one kid is like a freshman in high school. Pete Davidson's like graduated and everything. And, but they're still buddies and they hang out all the time. And you just see like the difference between what someone's like when they're out of high school, just entering adulthood, and what someone's like when they're just starting essentially their teenage life. And the dynamic between the two, um, how one still wants to be young and the other one wants to be old, older, and the friendship and the growth between the two. Uh, it, it's a really stellar movie. I, I highly recommend that one. If you've never seen it, go check that one out too. Um, next up is Little Monsters. This one, uh, I didn't even know this came out. I actually completely forgot about this one. This is starring Lupita Nyong'o, Alexander England, and Josh Gad. Uh, it's, it's not the, yeah, it's not the Little Monsters with Harry Mandel and Fred Savage. That uh, That's a all-time classic that one this one is Lupita Nyong'o and rest um, she plays a teacher that takes her kids on a field trip to a farm during a zombie outbreak I was surprised how much I actually enjoyed this movie because if you know me uh, zombies aren't really my thing anymore I, I think the the zombie fad is essentially like kind of dying I don't see 
too much of an enjoyment out of these types of movies anymore. But this one I I, I really enjoyed because it was unique. It did remind me a lot of the Elijah Wood uh, horror comedy Cooties just because of the fact that it did revolve around kids. Not so much that the kids were the zombies, but there were a lot of kids involved. Uh, I got that same kind of vibe from it. I, I did walk away enjoying this one. I'm not going to recommend it too much just because it, I don't I don't see this one being for everybody. There's one of our main characters to me that was like really annoying throughout the entire movie, and there's a certain plot point, not a plot point, but a um, plot device, I guess, that is kind of beaten to death in a lot of these movies where you have two characters and you have them start at point A in the beginning and then it gets to point B at the end where uh, it's, it was just very annoying. I, I don't know. I can't recommend it. I would say check it out if you have time or want to watch it. It wasn't really for, it wasn't, I can't see this being for everybody. I enjoyed it, though. The Netflix original docu-series, The Last Dance, uh, revolves around the Chicago Bulls and mainly Michael Jordan. Uh, I've never been a big fan of sports uh, or basketball. Um, Say I have only watched football continuously in my entire life, and even that, for one reason or another, I would watch football. Um, Not so much anymore. I'm I'm really not that big of a sports guy. Uh, But I really, 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 really dug this docu-series on Netflix. It digs deep into Michael Jordan throughout his career, what he went through, uh, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, all the, you know, the three main members of the Chicago Bulls that are, were like the highlight back in the day. You get into like drama, the stories behind everybody, everything that happened from the management uh, the owners, uh, it was really intriguing. Like I I'd definitely recommend this to everybody. Like I said, I'm not a big sports guy and I enjoyed the hell out of this documentary. Uh, I, I definitely recommend you check this one out. It's so good. Uh, it is, I, I want to say it's like eight episodes or so. So, you know, you could probably space that out over a few nights if you're, you're, you know, watching episode a week or something. Uh, it's really good. Uh, Netflix always nails it. Well, usually always nails it with these documentaries. Uh, okay, what else is there? Oh, oh, I finally watched Parasite, the uh, Academy winner of Best Movie of 2019. Finally watched it. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people were raving about it. I think this is one of those effects where you hear so many people talking about a movie and they give it such high praise that when you finally go and watch it, it's not what you're expecting it to be and it's been built up to be this magnificent piece of art and you sit down and you finally watch it and you're like yeah I mean it was all right I understand why people liked it I just I just think it was really I don't know maybe it wasn't yeah I'm going with that overhyping uh because the same thing happened to me with the lighthouse when I finally watched the lighthouse I fucking hated that movie All right, last two we're going to be talking about here. This random movie I watched starring Army Hammer and Zazie Beetz. I watched it. One, I love Zazie Beetz and Army Hammer, eh, you know, he's all right. Uh, But still, like, I never heard of this movie. I popped it on. Um, It's called Wounds. It started off really intriguing. Uh, This guy works at a bar. There's a fight that breaks out. Someone gets stabbed and there's a bunch of underage kids in there that are drinking and they have cell phones and one of them leaves the cell phones behind and Army Hammer 
who plays the bartender, you know, starts looking through the phone and he sees like all these like dead bodies and like people being killed and he starts getting freaked out. And then all of a sudden he starts getting these text messages saying, Oh, this and that you better do this. And you know, it was, it was really intriguing. And then when I finally got to the end of the movie, it was such a major letdown. I don't recommend anybody watch this movie. It is awful. Wounds. Do not watch wounds. Uh, final movie. Uh, this is another documentary. This came out last year, I think. Uh, I've been wanting to watch this for a very long time because I remember this being on the news back in the day. The movie is called Tread. Uh, it's about the man who built a, pretty much he turned a bulldozer into an unstoppable tank. Uh, he was a welder. He owned his own place. Uh, he was getting like frustrated with the townspeople. So... He takes this bulldozer, armors it up. He, he welding all these, like these several layers of impenetrable steel and filling like the innards of the steel with concrete. And then he just goes and he tears this town apart with his, with his, uh, his new tank he just made out of a bulldozer. Uh, the documentary is pretty cool. It is, uh, it does one thing that I enjoy with documentaries where they do reenactments. You're not just, it's not just solely based on like news footage or, um, you know, they have the testimonies as well. The people that are being interviewed and, you know, sharing their sides of everything that went down. Like there is that aspect to it, but it, it's the reenactments that I really enjoy with stuff like this. Uh, it does it majority of the movie where they show the reenactments and the people being interviewed are like overdubbing it. Um, or the, how it's edited. It's like they're dubbed over it got a little annoying sometimes because they put a lot of it in slow motion in the reenactment where it's like man just play it out already like it, it's getting really annoying i just want to see this bulldozer destroy a building <laughs> but uh it was a pretty good documentary uh like i said i remember this from back in the day and i, I remember being you know young and seeing this on the news like this guy creates a bulldozer that's impenetrable they can't stop it uh, the townspeople are getting on like their other bulldozers and cats and trying to stop it. It was almost like watching battle bots or something like that, or, 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 uh, uh, mech warrior. <laughs> it, that's what it reminded me of a lot. Uh, it's a good documentary. I highly recommend you check it out, but I, I think that's it. I think that's everything I wanted to go through. Oh my God. Yeah, we are done there, everybody. Uh, that's my list. I believe that was 10. If not, you can count and you can correct me. I don't care. I'd, I'm, I'm not good at counting, apparently. Who knows? I also thought that, you know, disco was in the 60s. Apparently, it was in the 70s. Sue me. <laughs> anyway, as always, thank you for tuning in to Gizmo's Corner. This has been another episode of 10 Items for the Last. Tune in next time because we are going to be all the right.